0: This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing
1: Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit,
2: all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good evening, Detroit. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. It's Saturday night. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. We have an awesome show for you prepared tonight. If you're listening, I don't want you to touch that dial. I want you to stay tuned to hear what it is that God wants to speak to you tonight. I always say this when I start. And that's because Saturday nights can be one of the most loneliest hours of the week. People go out, they have fun, they're looking for a void to fill. And usually they end up finding out that unless they fill that void with Jesus... That they'll end up ending their night just as empty as they began. And so, if that's you tonight, I don't want you to miss what He has for you. And I want you to stay tuned because I want to pray for you at the end of the show. And I want to believe God that He's going to change your life. The Bible says that the Word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces the divide and asunder of soul and spirit. What does that mean? It means that the Word of God can figure you out, and the Word of God can bring to you exactly what it is that you need. The Word of God calls itself the living Word, and Jesus is your answer tonight, friend. And I want you to stay tuned as we talk about what He has for you, what He's prepared and laid up in store for your life. Did you know that God has a call over your life? Did you know that God has a purpose for you, that you're not just here taking up space and working to put food on your table and try to have a good time in between? But you are really here because there is something that He wants for you to do. And we're going to talk about things like that tonight that pertain to that. So don't touch that dial. Stay tuned tonight. We have a good show. I have a good friend of mine on tonight, Reverend Charlie Champ. And he has been with me on my Facebook. And, you know, he's been in the area as well preaching for our good friends up here. And so stay tuned tonight. He's going to bring a word from the Lord after our break. That I believe will bless your life. He operates in the supernatural power of God healings, miracles, signs, and wonders, as well as preaches the gospel, sees people saved and set free. He's been traveling for a while now, and so he'll be a blessing to you. So stay tuned. But before we get started in our broadcast tonight, I want to ask you a question Do you have my book? Now, we've been talking about this book for a long time now. And it is finally out, it's called The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation. This uh, took me about two years to write almost, and I really lay out for you the journey that every believer in Christ Jesus is on. You begin your journey the moment that you're conceived in the womb, and you end your journey the moment that you stand before Jesus Christ face to face To give an account for your life. But many times people fear that because they say, I don't want to have to stand before God. Well, i got good news for you. You've been, if you know Jesus, redeemed by His blood. He's given you the Son of God. The Bible says that God did not come into the world to condemn the world. He sent Jesus that through Him the world may have life eternal. And not only that, but you've been given a Holy Spirit to help you, guide you, and help you through this life that you have. So you have no reason to fear standing before God. Actually, you can look forward to standing before Him on that day because you've utilized His Spirit, and He can look at you and say, Well done, good and faithful servant. And He wants you to utilize His Holy Spirit. You can find this book on Amazon.com by typing The Believer's Journey or typing my name, Chris Palmer, and it will come up. Or you can go to my website, www.chrispalmerministries.com, and you can purchase the book as well. Also, I'm going to be teaching this book. You know, we get people, they call or write letters or they ask me when they see me, when are you going to be teaching in the area? Are you doing any things in the area? And this is your opportunity. I'll be preaching at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. That's right across the street from the Imagine Theater on Friday night, October 25th. On Friday night, November 1st. On Friday night, November 8th. And Friday night, November 15th. That's right before thanksgiving and doing four weeks in a row and these will be supernatural services so if you are looking for a touch of healing if you have someone in, in your in your life that you know that's depressed we have had a lot of healings and seen God work in miraculous ways in our meetings and if you need someone or know someone that needs a touch from Jesus that's looking to find uh, reconciliation with God bring him to these services Again, that's Friday, October 25th, 2013. Friday, November 1st, 2013. Friday, November 8th. And Friday, November 15th at 7.30 p.m. And it's a free event. There's no registration necessary. Just come out and bring somebody. And we will have a good time in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Let me pray before we open the broadcast. Father, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice. I pray tonight you give them the spirit of wisdom. In revelation, in the knowledge of you, Holy Spirit, take a hold of this broadcast in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that you would arrest the attention of those people that are tuned in, and I pray Father, for the anxiety and the depression. That may fill their hearts In the name of Jesus We take authority over that And I pray that those that are in darkness Father you would call them out Into your wonderful marvelous light I pray against sickness and disease And pain and heartbreak In every person that's listening Father touch them tonight In the authority of Jesus I pray for that individual That hasn't been able to sleep In 8 months Father I pray that you would restore to them Sleeping tonight I speak over them Uh, Rest, and I speak over them, peace now, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We've been talking on the broadcast for the last couple of weeks. Well, last week we kind of veered from it, but I felt led of the Spirit to change the subject just for last week. But we've been talking about unclean spirits. It's unpopular today in a lot of circles, and even in literature, to talk about the existence of the spirit realm. But I want you to understand that if you read the Bible, that the spirit realm exists and Jesus, the greatest teacher of all, they called him rabbi back in and in, in, when he walked the earth, he had tremendous insight on in the spirit realm. Matthew chapter 12, Jesus gives an example, and he talks about a wicked generation being like an unclean spirit. And Jesus talks about the operation of unclean devils in Matthew chapter 12. And in Mark chapter 1, one of the greatest passages in the scripture about demon deliverance, Jesus is seen in four different cases delivering people from the power of wicked spirits. One of the greatest aspects of the ministry of Jesus was the fact that he dealt in demon deliverance. Now, I'm not one of these believers that think that there's a demon under every rock and we should go looking for devils. No, you don't have to go looking for devils. There's enough of them out there that cause enough problems where if you don't see one now, it won't be long before you run into one. But I'll tell you, you don't have to fear because you are in Christ Jesus The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You are hid away with God in Christ Jesus. And Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says that you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ. Because of that, friend, you have the power of the blood. You have the power of the name. That means that you have, uh, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, that God has destroyed principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. And they're now under your feet. So there's no reason for you to fear. But we've been identifying some of these spirits that try to bring uh, opposition to every believer. You know some of the opposition in your life tonight may not be because you uh, have caused it yourself. Or do you know that a lot of the opposition that you see in your loved ones are not because they're messing things up for themselves. It's very possible it's because they're wrestling with a spirit force they cannot see. Unless you have an understanding of the spirit realm, it's difficult to combat this. One of the spirits that I want to identify tonight as we continue to talk about unclean spirits and wicked spirits is what I want to call from Luke chapter, excuse me, Luke, but not Luke, but Revelation chapter 3 is a lukewarm spirit. Let me read it. It says, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. If you're taking notes tonight, I want you to write this down. That God desires His children to be those that are red hot for Him. Not people that are cold and not people that are lukewarm. You know lukewarm water is not really good for anything. I can remember countless times going, preaching, or not countless times, several times, preaching in the islands. And the water that I would use in the shower would always be lukewarm. It was never cold enough to feel good and it was never hot enough to bring any type of relief. It was just lukewarm. You know that you can't use lukewarm water for any type of cooking. You either have to have hot water to boil something or cold water to wash something. But you don't use lukewarm water. It's useless. And you can drink coffee and tea. It's hot. Or you can drink ice cold water. But nobody ever says, I want my water lukewarm. And this is the way that God feels about believers. God's desire is for believers not to be passive. God doesn't want believers to be those that are one foot in and one foot out. But I want you to understand tonight that the enemy's job is to locate you and try to shut you down and bring opposition in your life so that you become passive about your walk with him. And of course, the word of God likens that to lukewarm water. But this lukewarm uh, spirit that people have about themselves is nothing more than a spirit of unbelief, Second Corinthians chapter four verse four says that in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ Jesus should shine into our hearts. Have you ever met somebody before that no matter what you tell them about God or what you tell them about the Lord, or even what they see they could be in a service and the power of God is moving, they just refuse to believe. They're always skeptical, they're always full of doubt, they're always full of, uh, you know, just, they. you just can't do anything to move that person towards God. No matter how many times you tell them about the Lord, no matter how many times you tell them about the power of God, no matter how much God does in their life, you could see evidences of the fingerprint of God, the mercy of God protecting them from things, keeping them from all sorts of pitfalls and perilous things. And this is that they could have otherwise fallen into if it wasn't from the Lord, and you just find out that it does nothing for them, and they just stay passive and remain passive about the things of God, and they just can't get excited about what God's doing or even believe in him. Well, it's very possible that what's going on is they're dealing with a spirit of unbelief. A spirit of unbelief is a literal entity, according to Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, that comes and its job is to block and to shield the light of the gospel from shining into the heart of every believer that na- or every person from seeing who Jesus Christ really is Jesus identifies himself in scripture as light he is- describes himself as the light that shines forth out of darkness in John chapter 1, 2 and 3 particularly John chapter 1 and The enemy knows this, and his job is to block that light from going forth. So what happens is, is that many times this spirit of unbelief comes along, and it tries to shield the light of God from coming in. So many times, when you're witnessing to somebody, you're trying to tell somebody about Jesus, and you're not having any success, it's very possible that you need to, and what is required is more prayer on your part, and diligent prayer for that person to overcome that spirit of unbelief. And so... What happens is, is that a spirit of unbelief that comes, what it does is it begins to work on the person's mind, and it begins to produce inside of them the following symptoms. Skepticism, arrogance, disinterest, and busyness. People that, I I, I could tell you from a personal example, is that as a believer growing up in the church... There are a lot of times I see people, they get excited about the things of God, they get happy, they even go as far as wanting to prepare in ministry school, they stand up, they give their testimony, they share a few thoughts that they've developed in their own quiet personal time with the Lord, the Lord begins to genuinely speak to that person, and I've seen them go as far as they begin to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, they get filled with the Holy Ghost, and then all of a sudden you find out that they're no longer interested in God, and... What happens is when people become disinterested in God, it's a slippery slope backwards because people that once on doing things for the kingdom, they begin to slide backwards and they won't just stay disinterested for the most part. They move into becoming skeptical about the things of God. You say, well, how is this person skeptical? They were once very excited about it. Now they're really questioning if their experience is real. And a lot of times skeptics begin to seek for higher knowledge. And that begins to produce inside of them arrogance. And that arrogance begins to produce in them disinterest in the Word of God and disinterest in the things that preachers are preaching from the pulpit. And the whole time what the enemy uses to distract them is busyness. They get busy, they get too busy for church, they get too busy to support, they get too busy to tithe, they get too busy to send any money to the kingdom of God, and now they have become enemies of the gospel, and what they do not see is that there is a spirit of unbelief that has been sent to this person to isolate them, shut down their their drive and their initiative to go forward in the things of God and what has neutralized them has been this spirit of unbelief it exists and you can always tell who's under the influence of that by the way a person starts talking now let me give you an example of this from scripture and I'm going to go to one of the absolute smallest books in the Bible and that is the book of Philemon Philemon was written by the apostle Paul to, of course, the person it's addressed to, and that's Philemon, regarding one of the brothers in the church by the name of Onesimus. And Paul is writing on Onesimus' behalf, and look what he says about him. He says, Onesimus, according to verse 11, which in time past was to you unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sent again, therefore receive him, Receive him as he's mine in thine own bowels. Well, here's the thing it says about him is that he was unprofitable. The word here, unprofitable, literally means that he was inefficient. Now, Onesimus was somebody that started off in the faith with the Apostle Paul. But somewhere along the line, this person that Paul is writing about, he became inefficient. When a lukewarm spirit creeps up on you... Or the person in whom that it tries to deter or stop everything that is spiritual or every aspect of spirituality will start to become efficient inefficient excuse me you see your duty in the kingdom of God Jesus says in matthew six verse thirty three seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. Your responsibility as a believer is you are no longer, your source is no longer this natural realm. Your source is the kingdom of God. And where the world tries to pull off of the natural realm, the world is moved by what they see on CNN and uh, and Fox News and whatnot. You're not governed by that. You're governed by the kingdom. Your prosperity comes from the kingdom. Your healing comes from the kingdom. You operate from that kingdom. And in order to operate from that kingdom it requires on your part an efficiency so to handle spiritual matters we as spirit beings have to be exact and we have to be precise and we have to have a certain edge about us you're driving to work in the morning you're going day-to- day activities you're going to your son's so- softball game you're going to your you know your daughter's cheerleading practice but there should be An efficiency and a sharpness about you spiritually Spiritual matters should never become oblivious to you Because there's a spirit world trafficking all around you All the time But a lukewarm spirit comes to launch attack on you And starts to wear away your edge spiritually Your spiritual edge is what causes you to cut through the depression That the enemy tries to bring in your life it's what causes you to cut away the uh, fears and the uh, angers and anxieties that he brings on a day-to-day basis. It's that fire that you have in your life that cuts through all that. This lukewarm spirit is looking to neutralize it. I remember I used to play, uh, or, or when I, actually when I had a razor, first time I was given a razor, and I started shaving my face with it, after a while that razor starts to become dull and it starts cutting your face up, starts tearing it up, starts bleeding, and you realize you haven't changed your razor blade in a while. Well, this is what starts to happen is that your spiritual life that's used on your behalf to cause victory and serve a purpose in your life begins to get dull, and that's because this lukewarm spirit or this spirit of unbelief is trying to get you to wear away your edge. The Bible says that when Onimius became like this, he departed from the Apostle Paul. This word departed literally means to divorce. This divorcing that happens because of the unbelieving spirit happens all the time inside of churches. How many times have you seen people divorce themselves from the congregation that they're in? Or divorce themselves from their spiritual leader? Or divorce themselves from the gospel outright completely and start living inside the world. Well, what happens is, is when you start to see individuals that suddenly become lukewarm, or you see individuals that suddenly are unbelieving and become enemies of the gospel. This is a usual indication that there's been a hurt or some kind of offense produced in their life. And usually this offense comes when they're hurt or they've been rejected by some type of spiritual leader that they looked up to. Some type of person in the church or maybe not just a spiritual leader. It might be somebody that's in the church that they admire. Or somebody that represents God. When one of God's representatives. Offends. uh, A believer. If they don't allow themselves. To get it right in their heart. This leaves an open door. For this unbelieving spirit to come in. And begin to neutralize them. And begin to take the offense that's in there. And grow it. Take the. Uh, the the division that's in there and begin to make the division larger, begin to take the uh, hurt in there and make it hurt deeper, take the pain in there and drive it farther in. And what this does is it produces a protection mechanism in them, and that is skepticism, that is pride, and that is arrogance. And that is coming out of a reflex to protect them against the person that hurt them. But what they don't realize is it's driving them farther away from Jesus. So what is the cure for people that are undergoing an unbelieving spirit? Well, look what it says here. It says in scripture that when the apostle Paul was writing on the behalf of Onimius, he says... Uh, in verse number 15 for perhaps he therefore departed for a season he says now not now as a servant but above a servant a brother beloved specially to me but how much more unto thee both in the flesh and in the Lord if thou count me therefore a partner receive him as myself and if he has wronged you or owes you anything put that onto my account. And Paul says, I, Paul, have written it with my own hand and I will repay it. One of the greatest things that the enemy attacks inside the body of Christ is fatherhood. There's no doubt that A father's job is supposed to give you your identity, he's supposed to give you restoration, a father's job is to, uh, to give you a sense of belonging, and when somebody has been hurt or somebody has been offended, one of the greatest things that can overcome that offense is covering by a father. When the Apostle Paul saw Onimius, he was hurt, he was bitter, he was upset, he'd grown lukewarm in his walk with God, and the enemy has rendered him ineffective for the kingdom of God, the Apostle Paul took him under his wing as a father and says, listen, I know you've been hurt, I know this church has uh, hurt you, he says, but I'm going to take you under my wing as a father. When people become disinterested in their life, it's because... A lot of times, they have nobody mentoring them. They have nobody helping them. They have nobody to help answer their questions and deliver them from the problems that they're in. So, one of the things that we, uh, if you have been hurt or you've been offended or something in your life has caused you to have a tremendous spirit of unbelief, one of the greatest things that you can do is to seek out somebody in the faith that can be a true father to you, Somebody in the faith that can help mentor you and that can sit down and answer your questions for you. Somebody that can help bring you up in the things of God. Because understand this, and if you're taking notes tonight, I want you to write this down. Is that isolation is not a God idea. Isolation is a tool of the devil that he will use to get you out over there on your own to become an island unto yourself. And when you become that island unto yourself, the enemy can drop ideas, suggestions. He can fill you with arrogance and nobody will be there to check it. He can fill you there with depression and no one will be there to pull you out of it. He can fill you with all of his schemes to keep you in check. And he wants to isolate you. Get you away from people in the faith. That's why when people tell me, well, I don't go to church. I don't belong to the local church. I don't like to go to church. I don't like organized religion. That is rebellion. Rebellion comes from, eventually, at some point, you were hurt, you were offended, and now you think that you can do everything on your own. And if Onemius never submitted, back unto the Apostle Paul, he could have never been restored, And so one of the greatest things tonight I want you to understand that you can use to combat the enemy's schemes as wiles is that we need each other. The Bible calls it koinonia. It's true fellowship. The church of God needs one another. You need people that can mentor you. You need people that can develop you. You need a father in the gospel. You need a mother in the gospel. Somebody that can keep you from becoming an island to yourself and being completely isolated and being completely wrapped up in what the enemy is doing to overcome that spirit of unbelief. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be with my guest, Charlie Champ. To the Lord Back here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast tonight. It is 1215 here in Detroit. And I'm your host, Reverend Chris Palmer. If you're up listening, I want you to stay tuned because at the end of this broadcast, I want to pray for you. And I want to believe God for His supernatural power to work inside of your life. If you need to give your heart to Jesus, I want you to stay tuned as well. As we will be doing... Uh, and giving you opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, if you want to speak in tongues with that evidence, I want you to stay tuned. We can lead you in that prayer as well. And we can believe God and join our faith with you. Before we get into our next segment, I want to remind you that my new book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation, it's on Amazon.com. It's available for you. I'll be teaching those Uh, that book four nights in a row coming up on October 25th, November 1st, 8th and 15th at 7.30 p.m. I have a good friend with me tonight. He's preaching down in Columbus, Ohio. I'm with my good friend and preacher of the gospel, God's man of faith and power, Charlie Champ. Charlie, you're on our air tonight. How are you tonight, my brother?
0: Oh, man, I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, Brother
2: Chris? I'm doing good, Charlie. Man, I know we've been trying to get you on the broadcast for a long time, but you've been out there preaching and hopping planes and going places, and, and uh, so it's, it's good to have you. But uh, let me tell our audience who you are. This is Charlie Champ. He's the founder of Destiny Encounters Ministry. Charlie, you're based out of Tennessee, correct?
0: Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee.
2: And uh, how long, before we get started talking about the Word of God, tell the people that are listening tonight a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Brent. I know I've been knowing you guys for about two years now, three years. And uh, talk to the people, tell them where have you been in the last year of preaching?
0: Oh, well, the last year, this year alone we've been in seven nations.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, we've been seeing incredible miracles. I started preaching the gospel when I was 18 years old met my beautiful wife when I was 23, (laughs) actually in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm at right now. And my wife's listening right now. I just want to say hello to my beautiful wife.
2: That's points right there um, for you, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We have two wonderful children, um, my son Nehemiah, who is seven, and my daughter, who is two. Her name is Eden. Mm -hmm. And um, we are dedicated to preaching the gospel all over the world with miracles, signs, and wonders we believe that uh, God just wants to release His power mm-hmm. and His glory to this generation, and that God isn't through with the world. He's not through with America. He's not through with the nations of the earth. But God wants to pour out His supernatural power again in in our generation, Chris.
2: Well, let's talk about that. One of the things that I admire about you, Charlie, um, one of the things you sharpened me with is to keep your faith out there. And to continue to believe God for the miraculous. Of course, we're living in a day where you see people that they don't believe in God's power. They don't believe that he still heals. They don't believe that he still delivers. Uh, Before you even start talking about that, tell God's people that are listening tonight... About the healings and deliverances that you've seen, I know you preached in Nepal, and I've seen some videos of you doing that. It's tremendous, but tell them about the healings and deliverances you've seen God uh, doing as you've preached, because people don't. There's a lot of people don't think that God's interested in healing.
0: Yeah, you know, I there's so many testimonies that I could share. I'll, I'll just give you one that happened last night in the meeting, which mm-hmm. you know we see many miracles: the blind see, you know, the deaf hear, the lame walking. We see. You know, all kinds of manifestations. But last night, we saw a girl who had been in an accident two weeks ago. Her head went through the windshield. She had scars all over the front of her forehead. And in the glory, in the presence of God, God dissolved all of the scars. And her mother and her boyfriend that were there that night testified to literally watching the scars dissolve while the glory was manifesting in the room. Now, let me say this, Chris. I want to say this, because there is a difference between the anointing and the glory. Okay. And our generation is going to see not just the anointing and understand the anointing, but we are going to begin to see the manifested glory of God. And the difference between the two is the anointing is upon a man. And we've seen that in the past, the the man having the anointing, laying on of hands, and the release of the anointing. But the glory is different, because the glory is like a canopy. And when the glory comes, it covers the entire room. And it isn't about the laying on of hands by the man, but it is by the tangible touch of God's glorious hand. That people begin to experience things that the anointing cannot do. There, there's one thing about the anointing about healing and seeing blind eyes open, but it's a different realm when you start to see scars dissolve
1: mm-hmm.
0: right right in people's uh, in front of people's faces. Or creative miracles where there was a. Uh, uh, no uh fingers and, pe- and, and and God grows back people 's fingers, or if uh, i 'll take you a little bit further out there when God dissolves metal out of people 's bodies mm-hmm. these are things where only god 's glory can do it's not it's not a it goes beyond the anointing into the very realm of the glory the the, the kaba of the shekinah
2: people that are listening tonight tell them you know you 're talking about God touching people's bodies and people fingers growing back and metal dissolving and turning into bone which I very much believe in um why does God want to do this for people Charlie because people some people are hung up on the fact that God even they wonder if God loves it why is God doing this for people and and if somebody is listening tonight and they have cancer at home I just sense by the spirit as a woman sitting in her chair by her living room listening to this broadcast she has cancer, she's full of pain, and she feels that this is due her because she's in her, her elderly years, and this is what happens to people in her, the way she thinks they get older. I mean, is that their inheritance, or why does God want to heal them?
0: God wants to heal them because he loves them, first of all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But also, the other thing that we have to realize is that religion has taught us that uh, it's through suffering and pain, and through bearing our burdens, you know, pick up your cross, and all these different things that we've been taught,
1: you know, by
0: the established religious church, if you want to call it that, that says, you know, uh, this isn't too much to suffer for the Lord. Mm -hmm. But what people have to understand, Chris, is that when they get to heaven, when they get into the realm of glory, everything that is wrong with their physical body, and in their spiritual condition, will be instantly changed. And here's the, here's the thing, is that people have made death their Savior. Mm, wow. They have made death their door and access point to heaven.
1: Hmm.
0: You understand? Yeah. Uh, They're looking for, the, death. They're, they the look the for problem, death as an escape. The problem is, is that this is what people say. They say this. They say, when I get to heaven, when I die... I'll see God when I die. You know, I'll see Jesus. I'll see the glory. I'll see the presence. I'll see angels. You see what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's, but but it's not when uh, we die, die. Death is not our door. Jesus Christ is the doorway mm. to the supernatural. Mm. And what religion thrives upon two lies:
1: okay. one,
0: the illusion of distance and the illusion of delay.
2: Say that again. Say, of, say that again for the people that didn't catch that right away. Say it one more time. Because that's good.
0: Religion thrives upon two lies: mm-hmm. The illusion of distance and the illusion of delay. Hmm. The illusion that God is somehow so far away that He cannot hear our prayer and the illusion of delay that it's always coming in the future. Wow. But what we have to realize is that Jesus Christ is neither one of those things. Wow. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And Paul said, and I feel like preaching tonight.
1: Preach, man. Paul Come said on. in
0: Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, He is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we open up our mouth and we start to release that praise out of our lips, out of our mouth, we start to exalt the name of jesus christ he is right there at that moment to meet every one of our needs
2: wow what you know i like what you're saying i love what you're saying and you're saying that uh that when you're talking about religion is you the lie is that it, it believes in delay and you're talking about the kingdom of god and people don't understand that Jesus came. He didn't just talk about forgiveness of sins, although he did talk about forgiveness of sins. He didn't just talk about his work on the cross. What did he, he, There's one thing to preach Jesus. It's another thing to preach what Jesus preached. You know, we, we preach Jesus and Christ crucified, like the Apostle Paul said. But Jesus preached the kingdom of God. He preached the Hello. kingdom. Tell the people that are listening what the kingdom of God is, because so many times we hear Jesus, and that's wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. But what was Jesus preaching about, Charlie?
0: Jesus preached a kingdom, and actually what Jesus did was he brought a new culture to the earth. Mm -hmm. And that culture was a kingdom. And as an ambassador of that kingdom, he was releasing the kingdom of his Father and that glory and power which he had from eternity onto the earth. You know, a lot of people, Chris, they like to talk about, uh, the Rhema word of God.
1: Right.
0: And that's great. You know, Rhema is the is one of the Greek words for word. Jesus mm-hmm. is the Rhema word. He is the word of God. But Jesus Christ is also the Logos word. The Logos.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Logos is where we get our word, our English word for logic. Right. And and also another translation could be blueprint. Mm-hmm. And see what Jesus brought is he brought the blueprint and the logic of God on the earth. Wow. He was saying, you know what, you don't have to wait any longer to receive the sayings of heaven, because heaven is right now. In fact, the kingdom of God is at hand.
2: So somebody that's, somebody that's listening, is say, well, where can I see the kingdom of God right now? I mean, how can I see the kingdom? They say, I, I, you got me, I'm sold how do I see it?
0: It's simply believing, hmm. and you know what i what I have seen is that the breakdown of of the supernatural in most Christians' life is not the hearing of faith, Chris, mm-hmm. but it is in the doing of it
1: hmm.
0: it's It's that breakdown of saying that I'm hearing the word and I believe it, but it's when we begin to hear that word, what are we going to do with it? Wow. Because it isn't activated until we act upon the very thing that God is saying, and sometimes it's not the you know the loud screaming uh, voice or the earthquake or the fire that God is in. It's usually in the still small voice and where
2: Charlie. One second, we have to play our legal ID. One second, go ahead. WMUZ Detroit, buy an HD radio and experience amazing crystal clear digital sound and listen online at WMUZ.com. All right, Charlie, we're back. Now go ahead. You were saying, go ahead.
0: I was saying that, um, hallelujah, feel the presence of God on here, man. Go ahead. I, I was saying the breakdown is in the, is in the fact that people do not step out on the simple acts of faith. They're hearing the Word, but they're afraid, and they're, they're wondering, is this God? And many times, Chris, some of the greatest manifestations of the miraculous that I see is when I'm standing behind the pulpit, and there could be nothing happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It could almost feel like, let's just wrap this service up and go on home or you know, go out to eat or something. And I hear the still, small voice of a word of knowledge or something that God deposits in my spirit. And at that moment, I have the opportunity to step out on that word that I just heard, that simple word. And if I step out on that word, that's when we begin to see the manifestation of God's glory. I'll give you you an example. I was in a meeting two weeks ago, and I was preaching... I felt like, wow, there's nothing happening. People aren't even listening to me. And God gave me a simple word, and he said, I am giving someone a new spine wow. in this meeting.
1: Hmm.
0: And I said, God, I said, I don't, I said, Do you, I, there was that moment, you know, that moment of saying, either I can just keep on going with what I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. finish this sermon up, or I can step out on that faith,
1: Right.
2: you know?
0: Uh, that that wonder-working faith is what I call it. The Amplified says in First Cor- uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, they call it wonder-working faith. Mm-hmm. And I said, "There's a, there's someone here tonight." And I said, "You you need a new spine." And that moment, the man this man steps up, and it's like we entered into another dimension.
2: That's okay, and I want to talk about that. That's yes, because that, that goes right into my next question. You talked about another dimension. Talk, tell, I don't, I'm sorry, Charlie, I'm seeing this in the church today. People don't understand the progressive aspect of how God reveals himself to his people. I always believe that God is always moving. And As God continues to move, God continues to reveal more of himself to people. He continues to reveal more of himself to the body of Christ. That what the understanding the body of Christ had in the 1960s, it would stand to reason that our understanding should have increased since then. Not to suggest that we are getting into things outside of scripture, but he continues to move and reveal more of himself. But I've seen the hang-up is people like to get stuck on what we had yesterday. The question I'm asking you is, does God continue to reveal more of himself to people? And is, is the body of Christ for what you've seen stuck in a rut, or are we moving with the glory of God? Well, you know, the word of
0: God never changes. It's the same. But, you know, yesterday's revelation is today's common sense.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow.
0: And what we need to understand is... Say that again, because that's
2: really good. That's a Facebook quote right there. Say it again.
0: Yesterday's revelation is today's common sense.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And this is what I'm getting at, is that we've had in every generation pioneers and people that have stepped beyond into the realm of the Spirit and grabbed things, revelation, out of the realm, out of the eternal realm. And brought it into time. You understand? And it Mm -hmm. broke us through into new dimensions of God's glory. But God's glory is always moving. And so when you have people, new pioneers that step up and they start saying things that have never been heard before, we automatically say, oh, well, that's weird. I don't, I don't know about that, you know? But what we have to realize is that, especially I believe in our generation, Chris, there is a pioneering spirit mm-hmm. that is upon our generation. And we are, going to, we are standing on the shoulders of great men and women of God. And we are, we are going into greater dimensions of revelation and understanding because there's, there's a hunger that's in our generation. And I believe that we are going to see things that no other generation has ever seen before. And I believe that you know there's three really keys that the Lord has shown me mm-hmm. that really unlock the supernatural, at least in my life and what I've seen. And it's meekness, mm-hmm. humility, mm-hmm. Hum- meekness, humility, and honor.
1: Wow.
2: And
0: and meekness to say you know what, I'm going low. You know, I had a friend tell me one time. He said he said he's from he's from England, and he told me he said, uh, Charlie. He said, the door is in the floor, my friend. Wow. And what he was saying was, the lower that you go, you know, that God exalts the humble. He gives grace to the humble. Hmm. And, and I've, I've noticed and I've seen in my own life and my ministry that as I carry that spirit of meekness saying, you know what, I don't know. I don't know everything, you know. I'm willing to learn meekness and humility, saying, yeah, I don't know everything. And then honor, honoring those that have come before us, mm-hmm. fathers of the faith. You know, one of the greatest spirits that the devil has released on the earth is
1: rebellion. That's right.
0: Talk and to he, me keeps, lo- us, Tell he me- keeps us away from our fathers and those that God has connected to, to us to help us so that we don't, you know, stumble and make the same mistakes that others have made.
2: I was just telling someone about rebellion not too long ago. I mean, the last several days. About how rebellion uh, it starts... Like, I was just sharing on the broadcast. I won't get back into it. What have you noticed about rebellion? Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Rebellion cuts you off. Mm-hmm. It cuts you off from the branch of God, from receiving the anointing, receiving the glory, and, and going into greater dimensions. What we have to understand is that when we honor, we can receive out of the realm of the Holy Spirit, out of the realm of God. But when we dishonor, we cut ourselves off from that particular manifestation, that particular gifting. I'll give you an example. Baptists, or certain denominations, they love, you know, um, winning souls. hmm they honor winning souls but they dishonor the uh, the gifts of the spirit they dishonor speaking in tongues right and so by doing that they cut themselves off from receiving that dimension of god's power into their own life it's the same way that we as individuals receive from spiritual fathers Hmm. because what we honor, when we honor them, we're able to receive those giftings, take those giftings, and God multiplies it or double, gives us a double portion so we're able to step into a greater realm than those that went before us.
2: And that's great what you say because that, that's a kingdom principle. What is God's desire for the church? Where someone might be listening and say, well, I like my church and I get my... Word every day, and I I go to Sunday mornings, I get my notes, and it's it helps me, and it's applicable to my life. Where does God, where do you believe God wants every local congregation to be at? Pressing for, uh, because uh, it seems like today a lot of churches are just either A, social clubs, or B, they, people go there to hear a word that pertains to their life, which is not necessarily anything wrong with. It's not incorrect, it's just incomplete. I believe God wants churches to be houses of prayer, that He wants churches to be watchmen on the walls, praying for their city, believing God for revival. Uh, where do you believe God wants the body and the Christ to be in the churches of God to be at?
0: Well, you know, I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, when he talks about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. He says that He doesn't want us to be ignorant. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, not everyone, but there are some that have become ignorant to the things of the realm of the spirit
2: why is that
0: because they have they have relegated the holy Spirit to a back room mm-hmm. they've taken them out of the forefront they've they've relegated tongues casting out devils, healing the sick because're right, so, right,
2: because, we're, because, we're, because we're, uh, we're, we're, we're we're here you know we're dealing with time now um, you know we have a few minutes left. I wanted to get to this point. And just give me two or three minutes. Tell me about demon oppression and, and deliverance you've seen in your ministry. Some people don't believe in demons. I know you've preached in Nepal and you've preached in Asia. Uh, are, are demons real? And what have you seen from that? And how have people been delivered? If you give me one testimony you can think of real quick.
0: Uh, you know what? I was in Kuwait this year. And I, we, were, we were just stirring the realm of the Holy Spirit. And the power of God started to break out in the meeting. And there was a young girl, and um, she was about 10 years old. And, um, oh, I hope I don't scare anyone mm-hmm. with this, but <laughs> this young girl, there's things that are happening in the world that church the people don't want to talk about. Well, we, uh,
2: it's good that we talk about it on this show.
0: And this young girl was literally being bitten by demon spirit,
1: mm-hmm. Go ahead. where
0: she had blood literally bite marks all over her body, where blood was literally coming out. Mm-hmm. And there's a place where our anointing can, can, can take that devil, and we can cast that devil out because of the spirit of might that's living on the inside of us, and release that. And we could take, you know, and we've heard the stories of casting out devils from generals of the past who said, you know, I was casting this devil out for 14 hours. Mm-hmm. But there's a realm, Chris,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the glory, where God takes you outside of the time and lifts you into that glory realm where no devil can stay. Mm. And it is it is it is our job as ministers of the gospel to point people to the realm of Jesus Christ and the glory of heaven, and not to focus on ourselves. And as we release that power, Chris, in that meeting, that girl was completely set free.
1: Right there to wow. We
0: didn't have to cast the devil out of her. I didn't have to say, devil, come out of her. Right there in the glory, Chris. Wow. And the power of God came down into the room. And I've seen this many times, because the Lord told me, he said, in this hour, I'm going to do mass deliverances." Wow. He said, Charlie, I'm going to do so many deliverances, there's no way that you would have time to cast out individual devils. I want you to release the spoken word out of your mouth, a mass deliverance. And I've seen this in Nepal as well, where we just released it from the platform. We had hundreds falling under the power of God, being delivered from demon spirits, and at the same time, people running to the altar to be born again. Wow. Because this generation does not need another word from a man.
1: Mm -hmm. They need
0: to see the manifested presence of God. That's right. And Paul said, I didn't come with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration Mm -hmm. and power of the Spirit.
1: People are And there
0: there are times, Chris, where we don't need to preach the sermon. You know what I'm saying? It's where the realm is stirring so much. It's like tonight. I was with a good friend of mine, a father in faith, Jeff Jansen. We didn't even preach. The worship went on for two and a half hours, and we just released the glory. Miracles were happening. Things were happening in the room. People were getting touched. Because when you're touched by the glory, the glory cloud, when you're touched by that, you're touched by the hand of God. And God wants to touch this generation, and it's by us stepping out of the way and saying, God, not my will. But your will be
2: done. There's a, there's a mighty anointing on this broadcast. We have five minutes, Charlie. I want you to take two minutes that I want, or, or however the Lord leads you, but uh, I want you to pray for the listening audience. I want you to release the power of God. God can use airwaves. He can use radio. Uh, there's no distance in the Spirit. And I want, if you're listening tonight, my audience, I want you to receive from this man of God, all the way in Columbus, Ohio, as he prays. If you have cancer in your body, if you have tumors, if you have ulcers, I sense an anointing. If you have blindness in your eyes, deafness in your ears, if you have, if you of a financial miracle, Charlie's going to pray and he's going to release God's provision over your life and His healing power. And I want you to receive it. Go ahead, Charlie. Pray for my audience
0: tonight. I just, whoever's listening, I want you just to lift up your hands right where you're at. Lift your face to your Father. You're not, a, you're not a beggar. You're a son. You're a daughter, your inheritance is God. Your inheritance is the glory. Your inheritance is healing and power of the Spirit. Father, right now yes, in Jesus. the mighty name of
1: Jesus, yes, Lord.
0: I thank you for your glory. I thank, thank you, you for your signs, your wonders, your yes, miracles, O oh God. Your delivering power. And right now, through the airwaves, I release the glory of God into everyone that is listening, into their house, into their home. Father, I thank you for your oil, your glory, touching them right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I thank you for creative miracles. I thank you for deliverances right now. I thank you for opening up blind eyes, Father, right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for dissolving tumors,
1: tumors right
0: now and growths, even in the stomach area. I thank you for creative miracles happening right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I take authority over cancer right now. I take authority over arthritic conditions in the name of Jesus Christ. I command every pain in people's bodies to go right now. I thank you, Father, that your glory, your power, your presence is saturating each and every house. Right now, each and every person that's listening, underneath the sound of my voice, I thank you, Father. And tonight, I thank you for an impartation of the supernatural I pray for dreams and visions and I pray just like Paul prayed a spirit of wisdom and revelation will be released to your sons and your daughters that they would begin to know that their inheritance is in the presence of God it's in the glory of heaven and I thank you for it now in Jesus mighty name amen
2: praise God Charlie I want you to uh tell the people real quick how they can find your ministry if they want to after the show support you or they want to look for you where can they find you
0: they can find us at destinyencounters.com.
2: Destinyencounters.com. Yes,
0: and uh, well, you can find us on iTunes. We're on iTunes, and find me on Facebook, you know, all the social medias. And uh, uh, I wanted to also mention, Brother Chris, that I'm going to be in Wisconsin mm-hmm. this coming uh, couple weeks, and you can find the information. I'm going to be with Mahesh Shavda. Mm-hmm. the General of the Glory, yep. and we're, we're excited to be with him, and uh, Brother Joshua Mills, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called Fire and Glory. It's going to be in Nina, Wisconsin. If you need a touch from the Holy Spirit, I, I just want to encourage you to come out. I don't know, you know, take a plane, you know, get in your car, get in a, <laughs> a, a train, get on a bus, get there, because I believe God will have something for you. And um, it's it's something about getting in the glory, getting in the presence Going after it and having hunger,
1: Amen.
2: that
0: that you will always see uh, a supernatural release and a manifestation in your
2: life. Well, Charlie, Amen. you're a great friend of mine, man. I appreciate you. I know it's late and you have to preach in the morning, but thank you for being on the broadcast, man. I love you. And, uh, you know, take care and we'll catch you on Facebook. All right, buddy?
0: All right. Love you so much, brother. Thank Chris.
2: you, man. Yep. Well, we're thankful for people like brother Charlie that come on and, uh, it's contribute to our broadcast I want to remind you that you can find our ministry www.chrispalmerministries.com or email us info at chrispalmerministries.com next week we'll be on broadcast twelve fifteen a.m. on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast God bless you and we will see you next week
1: now that
0: you've received the transforming truth of the word of God go deeper go to our website chrispalmerministries.com or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash chris palmer ministries then partner with chris
1: financially at chris palmer ministries p.o box 403 wald lake michigan 48390 and tune in again every saturday
0: night at 12:15 a.m for transforming truth with chris palmer
1: on wmuz 103.5 fm the light